Thaddeus Lippmann, No Colors Allowed, a satirical novel of a London lad in serialized form. An hour passed. I remained inside the red Kia Sorento on the sandy drive of the aunt's double-wide deluxe trailer house. In that hour, I restructed the collapse of my universe, including our arrival in the States at Philadelphia International. Why no little kin there to greet us? Did they lack propriety? A storm had been brewing, but no rain, only winds and ominous threatening skies direct from King Lear, my mom's favorite play. On the drive, we passed the town tavern, the parking lot jammed with motorbikes. There are no pubs in America, the father told me. On the red doors of the bar, a sign read, no colors. Was that racist? Not only offensive, but archaic. While listening to the father say that they got loads of deer, cute at first, but they're really skinny suburban rats that carry deer ticks and Lyme disease, I worried about dying in an auto accident. I was, after all, situated on the incorrect side of the auto. It's a good thing the disease was found. It was a good thing the disease was found in Lyme, Connecticut. The father said, "Imagine the next town over, Clinton. <laughs> Clinton disease just doesn't work, right?" Does it have anything to do with the president who molested his intern? I asked. What I have heard about that cigar still terribly upsets my intestines and my fourth-wave feminist sensibilities. The father said no. Clinton was just a common name. They came from Arkansas, then carpet-bagged to New York. Had both Clintons been rolled into a carpet and then bagged? What an odd idiom. Two hours had passed. I would not budge for the safety of the Sorrento. In that car, I was making a statement, my protest. Go ahead, send the dogs, my cousin the gunman, the motorcycle gangs, the ACO police. Shall I just sleep in here then, father? I saw a brown bird, a finch, picking at the desiccated fibers. Consider the lilies. Why couldn't I do the same? Wasn't I in America, after all, in the territory that once belonged to the Lenape and the Osage and the Shawnee indigenous peoples? who live close to the land? I, I did my research, mates. The ant's semblance of a house was located on Jackson Road. Broken down ca cars littered the yards. Broken down cars littered the yards next to the aunt, who existed in a three-bedroom trailer, but the father called it a deluxe rancher. Three trailers engineered, or gorilla glued, together in the shape of a U. It was mostly wooded property with pine trees, weeds, and overgrown bushes. It was hot and humid in South Jersey. Dead flowers, hydrate, uh, dehydrated uh, impatience, languished in rusted hanging baskets with aged cocoa liners. The planters stood as lazy sentinels by what resembled an outhouse or a torture chamber. The first thing I would do once safe, water those plants from Mumpsy. Living things shouldn't be treated like trash. After several repeated raps on the window, each one louder and empathetically eager, and with the father's pathetic eyes appealing to pathos, I finally surrendered. Thirsty, more than hungry, and needed to tinkle. I departed the bunker. For three hours, the father had been inside. Just a matter of time before he teabagged me out. Plat tea withdrawal can cause delirium tremens with me, mates. Could plaid boxes be used as a white flag? I walked toward the enemy like a POW. I found myself on the crumbling concrete steps covered in green algae 
with my plaid suitcase, me only friends serving as a shield, hopefully as strong as that made by Hephaestus or Achilles. Yes, Mom read to me Homer, while my father was the Homer of the Simpsons. The aunt, the cousin, and cousin other, or cousin Zed, came back after hearing rumors of the surrender Thaddeus agreement with conditions and riders. I've heard that uh, <laughs> you're one odd dude, man, the cousin said. Then the press about me is correct, or you've been reading my tweets. The cousin laughed. Sure like my accent. Say, Charlie bit my finger. I obeyed. More laughter. Now say, oh, Hermione, would you like to see my wand? I'm not saying that. Say, Father, I just poo-pooed in my trousers. Yes, I understand. I can see that my accent is rollicking. I don't know about that, but it sure is funny, the cousin said. You can say anything, and you sound like one brilliant dude. You like guns? Only when aimed at individuals like Adolf Hitler. You ever shoot a gun? Did a water pistol count? The cousin asked me age. It's Thaddeus. My name is Thaddeus Littleman, formerly of Golders Green, London, England, NW11. And are you requesting actual years of life, including womb time, or intellectual or emotional age? The cousin was, shall I say, flummoxed. But, but, but that is, is only one syllable. I turned gay saying Thaddeus. I like Rad Thad or Thad Rad. Anyway, you're going hunting with me, and after that, you're going to love guns. Like that kiss song, Love Gun. He grabbed his Mr. Johnson. He grabbed his Mr. He grabbed his Mr. Johnson, and as the Yanks call it, Dick. Excuse my cued vernacular, mates. The cousin raised his shirt to show his black and purple and blue marks, battle scars from the pink ball. The cousin rambled in a stream of unconscious salamatory, complete with rhetorical diversions. Yes, me mom taught me rhetoric of Aristotle, such as, did they have pink ball in England? Did he scare me? Was I so weird? How did my mom die again? Did it really happen that way? Horrible. Was I sad? Did I believe in God? He didn't believe that shit. A bunch of hocus pocus. I would like America better. He didn't like his uncle. or He didn't know his uncle. But I would love guns and hunting down chicks. You're going to love, have shitloads of fun, but ditch the gay jacket and fairy boy shoes. He always wanted a younger sib, almost as much as a puppy pit bull. His sister's younger, but was a toad shit. She calls herself Z, the cousin said. But I call her Triple X because the only future I see for her is in porn. Low-budget porn. It was only a matter of time before the aunt gave me a humongous hug. The obligatory lies continued with how big I got. To a little man, a few millimeters may be ginormous. Caught in a wrestling hold, my face was flushed against her exposed bristly armpit, a million daggers against my conditioned and moisturized skin, my nasal passages were clipped like one of those clothespins strung out there on the line. Did the aunt not believe in routine pit checks? I sneezed. Was it the mildew, pine needles, or body fungus? Then the scratching started. Loads of unpleasantries I could withstand. Foul language that substituted for humor, incorrect subject-verb agreement, a limited understanding of French, and peanut butter on a bagel. But in proper hygiene, he gads the heart. Yes, my mom taught me French. The father liked what he called French fries, but they're actually called chips. 
Her black curly nasal hairs needed trimming. This is the aunt. The sun caught the luxurious growth of hers of the sun caught the luxurious growth of hairs on the curve of her ear. Oh, where was my sight? She wore a floral sundress, yellow and light and loose. Way too loose. Nipples on the aunt are, by the way of being female, facts. But even facts are nauseating, like the queen making toilet on the royal commode. I just shivered at the thought of the queen making a stink. And then I would walk into the royal bath as a royalist and then leave as a republican. Cousin Zed didn't say anything, except that the computer in the den was hers. So don't touch it, she yelled. The cousin whispered, I think she wants you. Cousin sex is legal in dirty Jersey. You two could do some home porn. As a gentleman, I introduced myself and gave her my hand. Had she never touched anyone before? Did they shake hands in America? I knew they didn't bow, but I bent down and said it was a pleasure to meet her. No, 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 I wouldn't dream of touching your computer. Did I need to mention it was the fear of germs, the mere courtesy? She probably picked her nose and itched her nether regions, what mom joked as nooks and crannies, and then forgot to sing Hickory Dickory Dock while cleansing rigorously with hot soap and water. The cousin asked if I left behind some piece of ass. The father translated, Did I have a girlfriend? I have a girl I fancy whom I call Jewel, and yes, I understand I'm only 12, and I realize the odds of a distant relationship across a vast ocean, churning and cold and forbidding, lasting until matter age is rather nil, but the heart cannot keep from loving, right? Did I have to talk that way? I gazed at her blankly. Wow, she said, with so many words, with so many words. Yeah, the cousin said, you make me feel stupid. I don't want to have to punch you every time you make me feel bad about my brain. I knew, if true, I'd be dead by high tea time. The aunt laughed. Farts long, use longer syllables around here, Thaddeus. You'll have to excuse their ignorance. It's their father, the damn, lousy, sperm-doting bastard. She said my father had super sperm, but for the likes of him, her sperm-donating donor, as well as that blessed angel he had married across the pond, the one that was so out of his league, but it wasn't a normal littleman trait, intelligence and culture and charm, she guessed. They got moron sperm, an egg after the consummate by date, on the carton. I did think that was rather funny. Inside the dwelling, where the open windows brought zero comfort from the humidity and the humility and the Bromdignagian bugs, the father focused me down the hall, hands on my shoulders, still shaking, to show the room I'd be sharing with the cousin. I kept saying, this is only temporary. This is only temporary. Is it only temporary? Then I realized, no city, no church times, no kebab takeaway shops, no British Museum, no Royal National Theater, no Hyde Park, no Piccadilly or Trafalgar Square of Pigeons, no Soho, no Globe Theater, no Wimbledon, no Hammersmith Odeon concerts or Barbican operas or the Royal Albert Hall orchestras. No walks along the embankment with mum. No Heinz beans or digestives or cucumber sandwiches or plowman's lunch or a proper fish and chips in newspaper. The cousin demanded the lower bed because of his frequent trips to the crapper. Did they use a chamber pot or an outhouse? Every inch was covered in posters of Pink Floyd, Rush, and Led Zeppelin. One was wider than a double bed. 
There were swimsuit women from Sports Illustrated all over his walls. The cousin kept the good stuff on his iPhone. Any type of porn man, any type. The ceiling was black. Tonight, I'll show you the stars, the cousin said. Painted stars and planets and fluorescent polka dotted the black ceiling. With the black light, it was a regular planetarium, man. I mean, it's really chill and I get strobe going too, he said. A class trip to the Franklin Institute inspired me, man. The universe stuff freaks me out. Makes me feel small, you know. But here, it's my universe. He then glared at me. And this is my universe, understand? Don't even think of touching anything. Of course, the only way to confirm the room free of questionable fluids would be come back with black lighting on every object in that chamber of horrors. I overheard the father once tell me mom of a college roommate who used a sock as a receptacle for his autoeroticisms. A few of the cousin's habits, uh, candidates, hung simultaneously limp and stiff over his bed. Recoiling in horror, that was the only sane response. Quite a room here, uh, Billy Boy, the father said. I'm tripping, man, just looking at everything. Is it 420 yet? At night, man, it all comes alive. Righteous, the father said. Embarrassed, I nudged him with me elbow. The father was not even 12 hours back, and already he was changing. Bitten by a Jersey Devil zombie. The aunt suggested fresh air. Her son enjoyed wildlife. Kids these days need uh, sunshine, she said. Go outside and have fun, and just stay away from that bar, that bar down the street. We can exercise and hunt, cousin said. We can kill two birds with one stone. Correct, mate, if you like your birds dead. No one laughed. The father, be careful. Why could he not see the desperation? Why take me away from all that I loved, all whom I loved, despite my tears? Didn't my face scream, please rescue me, father? All I wanted, hide inside the discomfort of the Sorrento. Could water and food and Yorkshire blended tea be brought out after a rolling boil, of course? Could I pitch a tent outside? I would be fine, I guess, if I, if I had to, living in the woods by myself. How about a cabin? I pictured such a place, my main place, like a hermit thrush, singing with the graceful ease of my solitude and my misery. Open a vein, mate, and bleed, memoirs all over the parchment, a testament against the father and homage to the mum. Could the surrender Thaddeus agreement be torn apart? After all, what good was the Chamberlain-Munich agreement with Hitler? Could I retreat double-quick, leaping into the redoubt of the Red Kia Sorrento? Could I commence a starvation protest like Gandhi? What could be done to stop the downward march to madness and incivility? Thanks for reading. Stay tuned for more Thaddeus Littleman, mates. Cheers.